us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gift of your word. We give you thanks that you speak to us across time and space. We give you thanks that we can gather in your name. God, guide us. That we may faith be faithful interpreters of you. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good Amen. evening, friends. Yay. <laughs> uh, welcome uh, to a not-so-regularly scheduled edition <laughs> of Scripture Talk. Uh, there are not that many regularly scheduled shows left, actually, yeah, um, in, in, our, in our run, because uh, the week of conference is not a regularly scheduled one. Uh, the week I leave for the beach, I guess, the week I'm at the beach, I guess, is a regularly scheduled one. Yeah, there's just, like, okay, so this one's not regularly scheduled either. Anyways, that's just how it's been going all year. Yeah, it's not exactly. new. Um, this has been our year of rescheduled podcast. to the regular, irregular Reg- Regularly, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so there was a, a tech news podcast I used to listen to called Buzz Out Loud. It ended a few Ooh. years back. Um, and it was, um, it started out like their whole pitch was, get your tech news in 30 minutes. And then they kept running way longer than 30 minutes. And so then they just changed the name of the show of your podcast, or a podcast of indeterminate length. <laughs> it was, uh, welcome to Buzz Out Loud, the podcast of indeterminate length. Because they just made it a joke. And so the, the, our version of that is, you know, our shows are about the same length, between 25 and 40 minutes. Um, but uh, it is the day on which... Anyways, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is... Sister Brandy Dudley. Pastor Scott Ketchup. And back on the ones and twos. Brother Stacy Titan. Um, and as advertised, this is the show where we talk about scripture for about between 20 and 40 minutes. Um, uh, modern, dun, dun, dun. Just yeah. pick and choose your day. Yeah, you know, I, I my goal is for every podcast I produce to fit at least into your average workout. Um, is there a regular irregular sounds like bathroom issues? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, know. you know, you need that stool softener. You need, you know, you need some. You need more fiber in your diet. Yeah. Maybe we could get sponsored by Fiber One. Oh, Ooh. I realized I have a back end connection to to Snapple. Emily, so Emily has a relative that works for Dr. Pepper Snapple. We could get sponsored. Oh my God! Yeah. I know. Anyways, oh, and we usually—I was about to hold it up. We I usually know. have a diet. I know. Snapple no, there's I, a, my, my only ones in my I, car right now. I haven't given him tribute this month. Yeah, I, I just ran out of Snapple, and we drank a bunch of them at, a, at yeah. the right room. Anyways, <laughs> on to the on to the matter at hand, which is not Snapple for once. Um, our scripture this evening yeah. is Acts chapter eleven, verses one through eighteen. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had accepted the word of God. Excuse me, heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, uh, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. And as I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, one of my favorite biblical phrases, by no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time, the voice answered from heaven, what God has made clean, you must not profane. This happened three times. Then everyone was pulled up again to heaven. And at that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The spirit told me to go with them and not to make not make a distinction between them and us. 
these six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the, the man's house. He told us he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter, the rock. He will give you a message, message by which your entire household will be saved. And I also began to speak. The Holy Spirit fell upon me, just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will baptize with the Holy Spirit. If then the Lord gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus, who was I that I could hinder God? Then when they heard this, they were silenced. And they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Minus the crazy voices. Um, I do, I just love that phrase. By no means. Hey, I got so tickled because when you paused, I thought you were saying that your favorite verse is, Rise up, kill, and eat. <laughs> I do yeah. like that one. Like, Okay. Okay. You know. Right. No. So it is. So it's one's foes shall be members of one's oh, own household yeah. by no, no means. means. So it's just a great way of a great biblical way of saying no, no, no. Yeah. by like a, no means. Sounds like a, a thing from Monty Python. Yeah. So Paul does that. That's the same uh, phrase that Paul uses when he says, "So this sin boldly, so the grace yeah. may abound." Does that mean you keep sinning? By, by no means. means. It's just a great, it's just real punchy way to say no. Okay, so what's actually happening Not in the no, scripture, right? No. It's, yeah, it's been before. No. Yeah. Uh, so this is, a, to me, the whole journey of faith reaching the Gentiles is a really improve, important proof point for the reality of God, right? Because one of the things that the Christian faith has been able to do for millennia is jump boundaries, that seemed unjumpable, right? Jews mm-hmm. and Gentiles, right? Um, in our more recent history, right? Um, it has faith has jumped from Western culture to African culture and South American culture, um, and so that those there are actually more Christians in Africa and in South America than there are in America and Europe, right? Mm-hmm. It has made that the bulk of Christianity, if you not if you look at like who publishes the media and who has the money, I guess. But if you just look at where are the Christians, there are more Christians in Africa now than there are in the West. Sure is. Um, there are more Christians in South America are now than there are in the Northern Hemisphere, right? Um, and so that's another place where one of the real powers of Christianity is to be able to jump these things that most people would consider unpassable boundaries, and that Christ can become at home in any kind of people. Prior to this, it was just assumed that your nationality and your religion were linked, right? That this nation had these gods, and these nations had these gods, and these nations had these gods. And that's always seemed really weird to me, right? Like, well, not everyone can be right, right? Like, they can't all be, what? But then you see what God can really do, and what God can really do is jump those boundaries, and that any kind of person, um, Jew or Gentile, you know, Greek, whatever, can become a follower of God, and we see that happen here, and then that's another one of those, like the life change thing, that keeps happening. We keep leaping those boundaries. Yeah, it, it really works at being truly inclusive, uh, even though oftentimes, which is I find ironic, oftentimes uh, out-of-text scripture has been used to separate groups, the whole point of what scripture and what's going on in this particular yeah. scripture is God saying, okay, so this thing that you think you knew, I'm doing it different. And what's interesting in this, this isn't just him retelling the right. story. 
uh, I mean, he is, but he's before the Jewish council, and they're upset at him. Not that he preached the gospel, right. but that he spent... Se- so if you go back and you read the, the story where it took place, mm-hmm. he spent several days there with Cornelius. Yes. And it was the fact that he stayed there in a Gentile's house, right. uh, eating with them, which took up, yes, the kosher laws, but just the simple fact of him being in a Gentile's house would have made him, quote, ceremonially unclean. Exactly. And so it's this idea of, but that's not socially what we do. We, we, we don't do that. Why did you... And but. yeah, but now we do, right? Yeah. And, then, and, then, and and now we do. And now this is the thing. The what you right, like you said, like what you knew is blown up. This is a different thing, right? If in you in like Pentecost pre like presages this, right? Yeah. Um, back in Acts two, which weirdly we're gonna get to in like three weeks, but like back in Acts two, which we'll be preaching on in three weeks, um, you see people from all over the Roman Empire, yeah, um, assembled there. And the whole idea of speaking in tongues um, in the Acts 2 meaning of the phrase, right? That everyone is able to reach everyone natively in their own language. That is to say that God is at home with everyone. And then you see this kind of the growth of the Jerusalem church, which is important, right? And a powerful statement of God's power in and of itself. But now here, you know, you've now, so Paul was converted in Acts 9. um, And so, you know, even in his conversion, right? God says to... Shoot, we just preached it. God says to Ananias, right? I've picked yeah. this dude to bring my news to the Gentiles. Go do your thing. I've picked him to do a job. It's to reach the Gentiles. And now you're just seeing Peter, whose job is not primary the Gentiles. You're seeing Peter experience a little window into the Gentile mission. And where Christianity is going to end up 100 years after this is an almost entirely Gentile thing. Right, Christianity at this point in history is an almost entirely Gentile thing. It is not based in Jerusalem, right? The church ends up based in Rome. Um, Rome is a ge- very Gentile city, the Gentilest of cities, you might say. Um, and so you see Christianity make that leap. And as the Roman Empire falls apart and falls away, you see Christianity be able to make that leap. Um, you see Christianity be able to reach places like England and Ireland, which yeah. we go, of course. That was not of course. Those are like crazy Germanic tribes, man. Those are the Celts. Those are like crazy tri- You know, you see it make the leap to what is modern day Germany, but which was like these like crazy Germanic tribes. Make the leap from the Roman Empire to the crazy Germanic tribes. Um, and so when the Roman Empire fell, then you have things like Celtic Christianity um, and you have things like what grows into medieval European Christianity, which I will admit is a problem. Um, yeah, it was problematic. But that doesn't mean God couldn't use it. Right. Like God uses all kinds of problematic things. It's the mystery of God. Um, and so you, and leap after leap after leap after leap um, that the message continues. Right. The original carriers of the message, not necessarily. But the message itself continues and is able to jump across these boundaries, jump from Jew to Gentile, from Roman Empire to Germanic and Celtic tribe, from Germanic and Celtic tribe to a a weird world government, very weird world government, from a very weird world government to a whole bunch of Europeans on fire for God um, that end up in missionary efforts around the world. Yeah. I think what's also, to me, interesting in this, especially as listening to you talk through the different places and all that, so it wasn't just 
you know, Peter's in, I just didn't come up with the idea. He's showing that God led right. him. Yeah, God yeah. gave the stamp of approval. But what's really interesting, it isn't just being sent to a Gentile. No. It's being sent to a Roman's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not just a Roman's house, a Roman centurion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a Roman officer who's in charge of, if I remember right, somewhere 80 to 100. Is it was a fair century. number, yes. He's uh, a very important guy. You know, so, so it was called Military a guy. That's why it's called a centurion. He was the leader of it. So... This is the occupying force uh-huh. the of the evil land. empire. This is the evil empire. It's always about the Romans. And this isn't him just going to a random stormtrooper's house. It's no, no, going no. To the commander. <laughs> yeah, house. that yeah. person in the yeah. shiny. Remember the person yeah. in the shiny armor from the the new trilogy? I'm forgetting her name. <laughs> oh, She's great. I, I don't Fatima know or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to her house. Except yeah. that to him, and he's named Cornelius. But like, go with me. Right. Shiny armor stormtrooper. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just like so, uh, comment cool out too. here. I like her. Uh, talking about earlier when you were talking about stuff moving around, the religious immigration, and then that everything you thought you knew is wrong. Everything you thought you knew and, is and, wrong. And what's interesting, it's not that, okay, all this stuff you thought you knew, yes, because they go, well, this is what the law said. But if you go all the way back, it isn't like God changed the law. He had always said from the beginning of Abraham that it was going to be for all nations. Right. Exactly. And so he's just fulfilling, which is what... Uh, well, We'll hear about in a few weeks, but that Joel prophecy uh, that um, Peter pointed to on Pentecost, right. that's what we're seeing continually because when he first thought that, I'm pretty sure he's thinking, oh yeah, it's going to be poured out on you, and he understands the you as Jewish people. But I think even as he's retelling this, there's this understanding of, wait, you is not just the Jews. God's pouring out his spirit on all people and that's what i like about that because he acknowledged that in verse um 17 when he said so if god gave them the same gift as he gave us who believe in the lord jesus christ who was i to think that i could stand in god's way he recognized i need to move out the way because his word is for everybody not a certain group of everybody but that's radical right like that's radical that they that's not an like we know that we're really used to hearing it but that was a huge upending yeah and especially if you think about the like pharisaical version of judaism that was very much about the whole point is about maintaining your ritual cleanliness and how you maintain your ritual cleanliness is following all the rules exactly and you Didn't don't do- start this verse out with an uncircumcised right. yeah yeah uncircumcised you They're know, very specific on doing all the things. All the things, right? Like That was already thrown off at the beginning right, already. <laughs> right, like he's, so he's got, like, the whole, like, like <laughs> message of the, like, mainstream Judaism at that moment is either, it's all about the temple, baby. All about the temple, baby. Like, it's all about the temple. Um, or it is, let us follow the rules as precisely as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, and maybe even more. Um, and so we'll never get sent into exile again. And let's maintain our ritual purity. And so let's never come into contact with anyone who's unclean. This is how lepers get shunned. This is how your Mary Magdalene's get shunned. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how your Gentiles get shunned. And then here it is, Peter. Um, Peter the Rock. Um, Peter. Like, I forget what, What's his shoot? He's son of... Who is he son of? Shoot, we know his father. Rocky Johnson? No. <laughs> the other Rock. Shoot. 
<laughs> Peter and Andrew. What, they're, who's their father? Not, is it Zebedee? Zebedee. Zebedee. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, One I of the sons. Of, yeah. I know. I, I, I was having that thing. I know. I understand. This is obvious biblical trivia. I just hadn't set up that bit, right? Yeah. Um, so he is actually, uh, you know, um, Simon the Rock, son of Zebedee, right? Like Cephas. that is his act. It's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It is. No, you know. No. It is Simon the Rock, son of Zebedee. That is literally his name. Um, so so. In, in this uh, this uh, vision that he had, uh-huh. so uh, God's, nuts. God, God's looking at him and saying, "Rock, could you smell what the Lord is cooking?" Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you smell, literally, oh, what my God, God. Oh, is cooking? Just, oh, that's beautiful. I don't care how long you're sitting yeah, on that yeah, chair. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. God said. God it was says. playing over here, waiting for a moment from the no, moment you said so, the rock. It was so thought, good. I was going, can you smell so with the, the rock? rock? Oh, my God. It. It'll come up. Oh. Yeah, no, it'll come up. That was good. Beautiful. It's some beautiful comedy right there. Thank so, you. Should have God looked at Adam and Eve when they ate the fruit and went, Know your role. Yeah, right. Sure. Yes, it's literally what happens in Genesis. Um, so, but which, which, you know what? That kind of gives an interesting thing here. That uh, when you think about the kosher laws, and I don't know, I've never studied this. Is literally just off the top of my sure. head. Sure. Yeah. yeah. The, okay. So the forbidden fruit, which was not an apple, it does not call it an apple, yeah, but whatever. Right. Pomegranate. Um, sure. Yeah. But um, that that's where the sin came in, and then they have all these kosher laws. And then the vision to tell him his it's okay is looking at food. Right. I've said it's okay. It doesn't right. matter. Therefore, it's clean. And that's what that's the whole thing. Uh-huh. Why was this tree forbidden? Why was it sin? Because it was God said said. not well, to do it. And it, it it's picking up the like kosher had its had its had, cat. Well, there's slash, some legit reasons. Well, some of it is like yeah, you know you. In the ancient times, if you can't manage pork correctly, you're gonna die. Yeah. Right? Trichinosis, real yeah. bad. Real bad. Was a real yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah Don't was... get trichinosis, kids. Um, but some of it was when you are an exiled people, you need to maintain your identity. Yeah. And so, keeping kosher and and keep and, and some of the like law stuff and some of the about like you know stick to your own kind one of your own kind um stuff is about being a people surviving in exile Mm -hmm. so that you don't fall apart right that you don't stop being god's people that you don't become one with the babylonians that you stay god's distinct people and that's where the stories of 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 people like daniel become really important um and and joseph right you know picking up joseph who did it for earlier one of the first exiles right shout out to our boy shadrach Meshach, and abednego right yeah you know shout outs shout outs they're real one um like that's where those kind of stories go along with kosher to say as a people who needs to hold together, and this is when scripture gets written down, yeah. um, as a way for people to hold together so, when they are in exile. But they're not in exile so, anymore. So, that's right. I have a question. So, wouldn't uh, sticking, when they say stick to your own kind, isn't that the earliest form of racism? I mean, well, not the earliest well, form of racism, no. Well, racism has well, always been with us. Yeah, and what was really going on in that was. So there was this thing about intermarrying because a tendency to go after the other gods of the other cultures. And the Jews had a horrible history of that. They would marry out out of their culture. Then they'd start worshiping all these other gods. Right. Solomon. Yeah. Solomon. This is uh, what, you know, brought... 
them into exile. And so yeah. there's this repeated history of they'd be doing good, then they start going after other gods, they right. end up in exile. Mm-hmm. And so that pendulum swung so far that we're like, okay, so we, we it's almost like, okay, so we're not real doing good about uh, marrying and sticking to our gods, so let's not even hang out with them. Right. And it is Keep about, <laughs> like, you got to realize that at that point, there was only one nation that followed God. This is about transforming that. Yeah. But at that point, there was only one nation that followed God. And so if they get so dispersed and end up following other false gods, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so that's where a lot of that Old Testament stuff. And so had its purpose and it was God's word for that moment. Right. But God's point in this is that this is my word for this moment. And it doesn't actually go against what I said before. You have to understand the spirit, what I said before, not just the nitty gritties, nitty gritty specifics, you Pharisees. Well, yeah, that's like that, why I pointed out the uh-huh. original covenant included right from the very beginning. This was going to be for all nations. Yeah, number of the stars, it's right? The spirit is the same. It's a different season now. Right. And so. God, in some ways, this is reaffirming that, like, in that season, that's the thing that made sense. So we could hold together as a people and not die of trichinosis. No. Um, no. Now, we're in a different mode. And so different. And we can have bacon. We can have the meat that is sacrificed to idols as long as it does not cause another to slip. Uh, yeah. Including bacon. Bacon. So really bacon-focused so show. I have a different question for you. <clears throat> Going back to what you were saying about uh, being more Christians in Africa and yep. and. Run. I watched, a, I watched a thing a couple of years ago. It was randomly on YouTube about a, a gentleman, and I can't think of his name at the moment off the top of my head, but he was talking about if we, if, if the United States made Christianity like a, a national like, religion, like it's uh-huh. the only religion you could practice in the United States. What do you think about that? And That'd be a terrible. Be, so I mean, that would, would be. Would you a, be happy because you're a fellow Christian? No, I would not. Be because what I want is for people to choose Christ. I want people to freely choose Christ, uh-huh. never under force. And any time force majeure comes into that, that's not a true that's not true belief. So no, I have no interest in that. I don't work for them. I don't want them to work for me. And that experiment failed when uh, the Catholic Church did it and when the uh, Anglican Church of England Yeah, I mean it's never it a, gone it's it never try. been our it's best never look. Uh-uh. Well. And so no, I think it is important both for us as Christians and us as Americans, to always have the option to choose, right? Because that's part of the point, right? Why do we have free will at all? Mm -hmm. So that we can freely choose God. I am not interested in hiding things from people, hiding other religions from people, because if I hide people from facts, I'm selling snake oil and not truth. Right? Right. And so I... I, Well, I I think this, this gentleman's argument was... If we get rid of the rest of the uh, other, uh, you know, faith, then that people would have no choice but to. That's terrible. I want people to have a choice. Right. Yeah. I always. His argument. I, mean, I know it's a bad yeah. argument. It, it is unjust. It is both unjust, right, from a secular governmental perspective, and we held ourselves, we as Americans, hold ourselves to higher standards than that. Um, and, and so I can speak to that as from the political science ends of things. Mm-hmm. It's wildly unjust. It's right. a human rights abuse, right? right. Um, it's a crime um, against but, humanity. But it, the other thing is, from a faith-based perspective, I never want anyone trying to respond to Christ at the point of a gun. Right. Well, right. And, and the simple fact is we understand it from a, a standpoint that it's an inalienable right. Right. Which means that we understand this free choice came from God. It's the one thing that he gives right. and never takes away from us or else he'd have made us all 
automatons, automatons yeah. to begin with, and this would have been a mute point. Well, yeah. So, and so it, it undermines, like, if we, you know, again, um, if we take the, and I think there are, I, I happen to believe this is debatable in legal scholarship, and, you know, I'm running out of my depth, but, like, there are Christian underpinnings to U.S. law. But one of the Christian underpinnings is the fact that, as Scott brings up, right, like God gives us free will. And to take away that free will goes against God's plan for us. Mm-hmm. God wants, yes. Does God want us to choose God? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, God want. wants us to freely choose God. Right. And if we cannot freely choose God, if we are doing it because there are no other options, um, if we are doing it because if we don't, we will get fined or whatever, then that's not free choice. And that's not, that would be good for worship numbers on Sunday, I guess. <laughs> but it sounds right. like a terrible way to build a relationship with God. Yeah. I have, I also, I don't I want the government working for me and I don't want to work for them. I want them to stay out of my business. I'm happy to stay out of their business, right? Like, right. you know, leave me alone. Let me not pay taxes. Thanks. That's really nice. Um, and then let me say what I want from my pulpit. Thank you very much. And then God is a gentleman anyway. He's not going to bust right, the ball exactly. down and yes. make you love him. You know, he knocks at the door. You let him in. That's good. But you have a choice to open the door. So you shouldn't have to be forced to love somebody, even in your relationship with right, other that, people. That's how, other, all human, that's how all relationships should be, right? Yeah. All relationships should be grounded on the ability to both say yes and saying no. We there went through go. this with our marriage class, right? Like, you can nope out of any situation, including your situation with God. Uh-huh. And, see the pro- and the problem I had with it was... Just the, the 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 whole thing of well, if we don't agree, let's just eliminate. Well, right. The, again, that's instead of and instead of just trying to come up with like a better argument, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and that, better out, outreach. Yeah, do your job. Make <laughs> disciples. Right. right. Don't make the government do it for you. Make disciples yourself. And, and it's this aspect to show this love, to show this choice that I really feel is why. It's able to make the leaps across social boundaries, the leaps across colors of skin, the Uh leaps across ideology to make people go, why is this so different? Because you have a choice. Because there's something good that's offered, but because we know this is the right way, we're not going to force it on you. And every time the church has tried that, it's been a failure. And and we still look back on like the Crusades, for instance. Right, it's a real dark period. Mm -hmm. period because We were joking about the medieval Catholic church just minutes ago, right? Like it was a real dark time. It was. You know, that was was evangelism at the point of a sword. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's not. It's telling people and then letting God send his spirit that touches people's hearts, that makes them then go, what must I do to, to be, be saved? Exactly. Right. And like Cornelius comes to this himself in the same way that Peter, when confronted by Jesus, Peter, do you love me? Yes, I do. Feed my ship. Sheep, Peter, do you love me? Yes. Feed my sheep. Get on the ship. To feed get on the ship. <laughs> That's a different one. That's yes. a different one. Okay. Peter, get back in the boat. Yeah. Peter, Peter, <laughs> get back in the boat, Peter. Different thing. Yay. He had the ship previously. He runs out nude from the ship. There was ship stuff earlier. This is the sheep, though. Put some clothes on and eat breakfast. Yeah. Um, here's some fish. I'm not a ghost. Yeah. Sorry, he'd be like knee deep in sheep shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and, and Peter had it. Peter had a choice, right? He could have said, "No, I'm done," right? And he didn't. And he becomes Peter, the Rock, son of Zebedee, right? Like, he becomes Simon the Rock, son of Zebedee. I, and but having that, I think that is part of the power, right? 
is that people who do not have to follow are drawn to it. Mm-hmm. And the minute we put force into it, even with our own children, frankly, um, the minute we put force into it, they're not freely choosing. Right. I would love for my children to choose God, um, but they hit a point in their life where they can be unsupervised at home and they don't really don't want to. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to force them because to force them, just like anything else, means they're not freely choosing God. Um, and that's probably as good a place as any uh, to bring this show in for a landing. Um, thank you so much uh, for joining us um, on this slightly mistimed edition of Scripture Talk. We should be back. I think next week's show is normal. He says, squeakily, and uncertainly, I think it's normal. I think it's normal. I think it's normal. I'm not committing. As normal as it's ever going to get around here. Um, If you have any feedback for the show, please uh, leave a comment here um, on Facebook, over on our YouTube channel, um, on our uh, website, palestinegrace.com slash video. You can email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. We will be back. I think next Monday at 6 p.m. If you need an audio only version of the show, just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. Also, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And fear not, stay well. God is with us. I think the music is going to work this time on the live show. The after the fact folks have no idea that there was a problem. So I went back and meticulously edited it back in. The archive version's had it. We are pulling from that microphone and not all of our other cool microphones because XSplit updated and switched all my audio. It's bad. Isn't that special? I was angry. Yeah. I was mad. And sad. E Groot, E Groot. E tu Groot. Je suis. Je suis Groot.